Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Must see WWE talk show in history. Welcome to No Gimmicks Needed Retro. Back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. But some days I sit and wish I was a kid again. Back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. But some days I sit and wish I was a kid. And everybody say, Welcome back to the No Gimmicks Needed Retro, where we review a retro pay-per-view that was requested to us by the subscribers that we have or by random pool and first of all uh joining me i i'm your host mr andy and joining me on the podcast is also the man the myth the reality of the copyrighted music q flow flow the rookie what's going on everybody we are here but don't tell nobody because because we still in exactly <laughs> and also joining I'm a, us i'm gonna fix that oh yeah don't, don't worry i i I have faith in you, bro. Walk out on faith. Uh, also joining us is uh, my beautiful wife, the greatest catch lady sketch. What's going on, everybody? All right. And once again, welcome back to the retro section. If you guys are not familiar with the retro podcast, we do retro pay-per-views from WWE, WCW, TNA, ECW. It doesn't matter. If you guys got a pay-per-view that you want us to review right here on the podcast apps, we'll do that. And you can only hear this here on Stitcher, iTunes, Speaker, Google Play, and SoundCloud for the No Gimmicks Needed Retro Podcast. We were only doing this uh, for right now. I know there's a lot of people that have been requesting on YouTube, but as of right now, these reviews are only going to be on the podcast for right now. And once again, make sure we uh, give a shout out to Spacious Productions, where you guys can find all these podcasts at on their uh, website. And you can check out the Nerd Gas and Talk podcast and the No Gimmicks Needed podcast as well. And also, stay tuned for future references. We have two podcasts extra in the work that are spinoffs from Nerd Coalition. Just saying. So um, uh, make sure you guys, uh, pretty soon we will give the, uh, I'm not going to spoil anything, but we'll give the heads up to uh, when these podcasts will be starting. So, guys, we are taking a trip back down memory lane to what people and fans have called the greatest year in WWE. And that's saying a lot since WWE has been around for 50-plus years. So, uh, we are now taking it to 2002. 2002 was a... A lot of things happened in 2002. One, we're, we're, we're past the whole buying out WCW and ECW. All their superstars merged into one brand. Then we got the F out and went to WWE. This is the very first year we did that. It was WWE F for the first half of the year, and then it went to WWE. So we were still making that adjustment period. And we had just now introduced the draft. Back when, you know, SmackDown was on equal footing with Raw. Vince McMahon had SmackDown and Ric Flair had Raw. 
That was the first half of the year, and then they got replacements where Vince McMahon brought back Eric Bischoff, and he got Raw, and then he brought in his McMahon brought in his daughter Stephanie, who got SmackDown. So throughout the whole year, they were trying to recruit big name talent to uh, show on the show. So, you know, great storytelling at its best, and we are now looking at the pay per view Vengeance from 2002. So, I hope everybody went on the WWE Network and watched Vengeance. So, for for that request, I greatly appreciate it. Yeah, whoever whoever asked us to do that, thank you so much. Yeah, so, we're we, we going to bring up Vengeance 2002. So, first of all, ha- Q-Flow, have you seen Vengeance 2002 at all? Before, before uh, we reviewed it? Nah, nah. This uh, was, uh, that was my first time watching it. Are you familiar with the year 2002 of WWE? A little bit. A little bit, okay. Uh, how about A little bit. How about you, Lady Sketch? Uh, so, I do know the year 2002, but like I told you before, I, I wasn't, I couldn't have the pay-per-view, so I didn't see anything. <laughs> understand. <laughs> Nothing but the weekly shows. Other than the weekly shows, I do understand. Back when SmackDown was still on UPN, I think UPN was still around 2002. And Ooh, UPN. Yes. Yeah, that was and UPN. And Raw went to TNN. Mm. Yeah, before it came back to USA Network. So, why don't we just dig right into this pay-per-view here. And then, uh, so, I know it may kind of confuse the couple people. Because I know it confused the sketch at the beginning. So, we have a uh, tag team tables elimination match. Uh, the Dugley boys, Bubba Ray and Spike Dugley. And Spike. Taking on... Crispin and Latino Heat Eddie Guerrero. First of all, I want to point out how you know the times have changed. I don't know if you peeped the guy in the audience queue that had to sign Eddie Guerrero mows my lawn. No, I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the weirdest sign I saw was somebody had a sign that said "I eat glue for breakfast." Wait, what for? Eat what for breakfast? The sign said "I eat glue for breakfast." No, thank you. Uh, so, uh, first of all, very entertaining match, even though they they were tagging at the beginning. And I was like, I don't know. It's a tables match. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they're tagging. But uh, Bubba Ray takes the majority of the heat in this matchup, and then it breaks down, and we finally get into the, the, the loose action. Spike Dugley hits a Dugley dog to, to Eddie Guerrero on the outside through the table. And then Christian Wild just bullies him as Spike Dugley in his whole career has been getting. Just got tossed through the table on the outside of the ring. And the Bubba Ray Dugley bubble bombs Christian Wild through the table to have a good opening t- uh, tag team match. So, Q, I'm going to start with you. Your thoughts on the matchup? All right, so I was watching this, and I'm sitting like, the Dudley boys are getting their ass whooped. Like, this is crazy. Um, My guy, like, like, I'm seeing moves I ain't seen in a long time. Uh. Yes. And I'm over here. Cross I'm face. over here. Low, I'm over here. Low key tearing up. I'm like, damn. Like I heard. I heard. I heard Eddie music pop on. I'm like, oh man, Latino yes. heat. And then and then and then Chris's music comes on. I'm like, you gotta be fucked. Like I didn't even know they were a tag team. I'm like, yo, what? I'm like, what is the chances I'm gonna be watching both of these guys at the same time? I'm like, this is crazy. And then I'm seeing Benoit doing some beautiful German suplexes on big ass. Bubba, mm-hmm. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm I like, do miss his wrestling style, if, if anything. Yeah, yeah, and then um, um, it kind of confused me though, cause, cause, cause I thought like I'm guessing the rules change or whatever, cause I'm sitting here and like, uh, he went through a table, but it was like yeah, but he he 
went through a table himself. It wasn't no offensive move, so it don't count. I'm like, okay, I, I thought it counted, but whatever. Um, yeah, but back then it the rules was, were I, different. You had to be put through a table. Yeah. You couldn't put yourself through the table and be. Yeah, out. and then and then it was like I thought I thought like. I thought it was like first person through a table, the whole team lost, but they was talking about eliminations or whatever. I'm like, I kind of like that. I'm not going to lie because it, it just makes it interesting. But um, I, I enjoyed that match. I enjoyed that match. I didn't think yeah. I didn't think the Dully boys was going to win, though, because it was like Eddie and Benoit was whooping their asses the entire match. Yeah. Just tell the truth because he had Spike Dully. Just tell the truth. Yeah, it was because of Spike. So, uh, ladies, get your thoughts on the opening matchup, if you have any that you didn't touch upon yet. Um, well, he pretty much hit most of the points I would have said. I enjoyed it because, you know, I was a fan of, a big fan of Eddie Guerrero and even, you know, Chrisman before, you know, <laughs> at the time. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I enjoyed it, but I, I don't want to keep saying the same thing over and over again. I do understand. Uh, do, so we had a running gag throughout the whole night. So Triple H, as now, once again, Triple H tore his quad in 2001 right after, um, let me get this, back, was it Backlash? No, Judgment Day. Right after Judgment Day, it was a tag team match between, it was him and Stone Cold versus Chris Benoit and Jericho, and he tore his quad. He was out for a whole year. So Triple H just now came back and made his uh, surprise return, and now... He was deciding which show to go to. So Eric Bischoff was throughout the bag was trying to get Triple H to come over and sign the Raw. But right now, Triple H went into the SmackDown locker room knowing that Stephanie McMahon is uh, the general manager there. Uh, next match, we get Jane Noble with Nidia. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. my God. T- takes on uh-huh. who's producing the shows now, Billy Kidman. Yo. Just hearing these names, I was having flashbacks, man. Well, welcome to... Oh, my God. Welcome to the show, not Deion Sanders for primetime. What's going on? What's going on? Oh, snap. What up, prom? <laughs> what up? <laughs> my bad. What's up? I mean, you know... Uh, uh, excuse me, PRIM. I mean, you're late. You got you got to sell yourself. I mean, my I'm sorry. My, my, my man went to Comic-Con. Don't know how to act. My exactly. Goodness. I didn't mean to come in late. My bad. Black people, I tell you. Black people in Florida, I tell you. He wasn't late to Comic Con, though. No. Damn sure wasn't. <laughs> I, I kind of was, though, way. And that's why he ain't tell us nothing. So, we're at Jamie Noble takes on uh, Billy Kidman. Nice cruiserweight match for the cruiserweight championship. Nidia, okay. I, uh, outside, you know, even though, you know, first of all, see, I, I, when I look at Nidia, back, especially back in 2002, I'm just like, I'm surprised she ain't catch nothing. What? <laughs> because I'm sitting there look, I'm like, my God, Nidia's tongue stayed in everybody's mouth in two thousand two. Yeah. And I'm just I'm just yeah. like I'm like, you know what? You you won tough enough and this is what Nidia has been doing for like the for the next two to three years. And you know, I mean like Nidia was nice to look at. I mean she obviously wasn't there to rustle <laughs> too much. She was just there to she was just there to look sexy and make out with Jamie Noble and stuff like that. But uh I, of all the people, of all yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> oh, I was like, uh, I, I was, I still liked her. No, I still liked her. Uh, so a uh, good match here. Uh, it kind of ended like abruptly because uh, Jamie Noble hits the Pearl River plunge. I will forever call that move not the double underhook power bomb. 
Ahmed Johnson made a pro punch for me. And Jamie Noble uh, retains his uh, Cruiserweight Championship. There was a point where Jamie Noble threw Nidia into Kitman and to distract Kitman to close out on the outside. That's just the kind of relationship they had. So, uh, thoughts on this Cruiserweight uh, matchup. And especially if, if nobody's familiar with Jamie Noble, they just remember him from J&J &J Security. J&J Security. You remember, you see him actually wrestling. Wait, so I remember Jamie Noble. I remember Jamie Noble when he got killed by Sheamus. Uh, yeah, that too. Whoa. Bro, you fine. Shout out to Q Flow. Um, in the year of our Lord, twenty eighteen. Right. Uh, <laughs> but not. Nah, um. Like I said, like like another nostalgia trip. This was man. Like no, but I ain't gonna hold you though, because I saw Billy Kidman. I was waiting for that fake DMX song to come on. Love. So he come. Oh yeah. <laughs> Run if you want oh, to. I love that song. Oh man! You know, what? I ain't gonna lie. I do like that song. He didn't. He don't get it to like 2003 though. Okay. But I, but I yeah, he came out with some with some Tony Hawk Pro Skater song. I'm like, yeah. oh, all right. Um, yeah, not. It, it was good to see like an old school cruiserweight match. Um, clearly the matches now are better to me, but um, yeah, it was good. Uh. Jamie Noble, like I didn't even know he's with J and J Security because I, I didn't watch that part of wrestling. Okay. Um. Yeah. So I I knew him as Jamie Noble, and then like Nidia coming out, I'm like, oh man, I like like I remember a lot of these characters from Raw Two on Xbox, the original Xbox. Remember Raw Two, bro? Yo. Raw Two, yo. You was able to create like a million characters. They just gave you slots after slots. <laughs> yeah. But um. Pay this was a pretty decent. It was a pretty decent match. They um. I think they did they they did enough with the time they were given, and I, I really appreciated this match. It was really good to watch. Okay, uh, late sketch. If you've seen the match, I did. I, I, I only missed looking at the card. I only missed one. Okay. Interesting. I thought I missed one. Um, it was it was pretty good. This is what you would call a decent, I guess, filler match. Even though it was a championship match. Of all the ones that were on the car, I would say this is pretty low down there for me. <laughs> mm. But um, it was pretty decent. I, I I really never paid attention to Jamie Noble. I vaguely remember him, but after Jamie J Security, I stopped caring. <laughs> my my Jamie Noble history goes back to Starcade 2000. You know what I'm uh, And that triangle ladder match that he had, that's how I got introduced to Jamie Noble. But he still wasn't nobody at that time. Uh, prime time. Yeah, be Ernest the Cat Miller. Ah, oh, the cat. <laughs> All right, prime time. Uh, uh, yeah, this match is good. Well, not good. It was it was okay for what they had to do. Had to get through the time slot. So look, I'm, I, I I, I, I want to say this. Kidman shooting star right. press always scares me. Cause <laughs> every time he does it, he never does it like straight on. He always like floats over close to the ropes, and his foot could get caught. And every time yeah, he, he missed it press, on purpose. It, he missed it and turned it into a storyline. Is it the yeah. best one in the business? No. <laughs> no. Kidman has one of the worst ones in the business. <laughs> they turned him missing into a storyline, though. That's, yeah. that's, that's like... It did. Uh, one of the, the best shoot star press in the business, uh, I, at first I thought it was Evan Bourne, and then Matt Side they'll be messing up, too. So oh, yeah. I, mean, I thought it was Evan Bourne until he got RKO. <laughs> exactly. I'm about to say Evan, yeah. Evan Bourne did a shoot star pressing like his legs hit the top rope and he fell on his face. Yeah, that was stupid. We'll, we'll oh. get we'll, yeah, we'll talk about that another time. But uh <laughs> I I'm a, uh I would say right now the out of this year the one I see the most pretty was Ricochet. That's a very yeah, beautiful one. Ricochet. And he got some distance oh, yeah. on it. 
But yeah, but Kidman had one of the worst ones. I didn't like Kidman's at all. Uh, so then we're going back to running gag. Eric Bischoff is still outside with skinny Jonathan Coachman. And Jeez. He, oh, still useless. And then uh, Stephanie comes out and Chubbish comes out and he said, I signed. And Eric Bischoff, you know, is uh, kind of upset. And then he said, no, you understand. I just signed my divorce papers. And we, we're finally getting rid of the Triple, the triple H and uh, Stephanie storyline. Oh, yeah. And then uh, cause, you know, we're going to split, split up. And then uh, he said, I haven't even made a career about my decision yet. But Triple H is going to make a decision tonight. Uh, Eric Bischoff was getting with him, though. He was getting with him. He said, I'm not going to back mm-hmm. off. He, he, he was yeah, who do you think you are? Uh, we get Jeff Hardy, coked up Jeff Hardy. Yeah, I thought it was something wrong with him, but I'm like, uh, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to wait till somebody confirm it. Je- Jeff Hardy got about uh, about five more months before he gets... No, no, no. He gets fired in 2003. This is 2002. Mm-hmm. He gets fired in 2003 and goes over to TNA for a couple of years. But, uh, yeah, him versus William Regal. Not much here to say about this match other than Euro- European Championship. That's discontinued. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Jeff Hardy won with, with a the swan next night, t- actually. Huh? Said so that was discontinued the next night, actually. Oh, yeah. yeah. They started doing the, un- the unified titles, yeah. So, uh, Jeff Hardy wins with a swan time bomb. Uh, more forgettable match if anybody wants to add anything to it. Not really. Just the fact that um, Jeff Hardy was really It was just good to hear Hardy William Regal's theme song. Yeah. What'd you say? <laughs> I said it was good to hear William. I always like William Regal's theme song. You know, it, it's good to hear people's theme songs when it's not remixed, because I'm going to get to a lot, oh, a yeah. lot of these remixes yeah. that they had. And uh, so, next match, uh, we have John Cena. Ro- this is the rookie year, class Ooh. of 2002. Wait, wait, wait. Did anybody see the Flair and Hogan promo? Yeah. Okay. Now, I heard it, but I didn't see it. I was occupied. I heard it, but I didn't see it. It's kind of like... Flair was worrying about the other guys in the back, and Hogan was worrying about doing a swanton bomb, basically. Yeah, it was stupid. Hogan was talking about something. What if I go out and do a swanton bomb? I'm like, oh shut gosh. up, Hogan. Shut oh up. Oh, my gosh. Once again, Hogan got to find a way to bury every piece of talent on the roster. Uh, yeah, Flair was trying to put him over. Hogan was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm worried about me doing this move. Yeah. Uh, rookie John Cena from one of the greatest rookie classes of all time, 2002, takes on Chris Jericho. And uh, once again, we, we got that ruthless aggression in John Cena. And uh, I it was a solid match. Jericho carried it because, you know, at this time, John Cena really sucked. Mm-hmm. At this time, before he, was, before he was anything. Jericho goes for the walls of Jericho, doesn't get it. John Cena get, gets the roll up and pins Chris Jericho. And now we are, uh, you know, starting the build of John Cena. So oh, first off, like first pay per view match. Yeah, first pay per view match, nah. and he, he wins it. Now, Q, are you familiar with the class of two thousand two? I am not. Okay. I remember. I remember brief, but like I knew. I knew at one point, Cena wasn't wasn't Doctor of Thugonomics. No. Oh. God. So yeah. So I yeah I knew at one point he wasn't, and he was wearing like the the, the regular generic mm. wrestling gear. Well, the class of two thousand two consists of John Cena, Brock Lesnar. Batista, Randy Orton, and Shelton Benjamin. It's a wonderful class. Those were the, the Ooh, that is a that is an elite class. Yeah, that was the highlights coming out of that class, and um, they just ripped 2002 apart with that. And uh, so I was like, okay, John Cena getting the win here. You know, you get now. Honestly, out of the bunch, I thought John Cena was the worst wrestler out of all of them. 
But we've seen how From all of this sounds like it. If but we um we see how they all have grown to be megastars and even role players in their careers. So uh, y'all thoughts on the John Cena match, especially seeing old rookie John Cena. He needs some work. <laughs> I mean, that's self-explanatory. Um, it was it was it was weird. Honestly, it was a good match. It was it was a pretty decent match, but it was just weird. Like I'm not used to this scene. I'm like, who is this on my TV screen? I know with like, wrestling attire on. Right. I'm like, yo, I'm sitting like I don't hear no I don't hear no no word life. Like I'm like, nah man, I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and take this, man. But uh it was a <laughs> it was a solid match though. Um Jericho was being Jericho. I feel like 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 God, it was like Hill Jericho is, is the greatest, man. So He's the king of the world. Come on now. Yeah. Yeah. He's that he had for two weeks. Uh, you told the told the theme song? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But still, great. Uh, ladies, sketch your your thoughts on seeing rookie John Cena, especially going against uh, Chris Jericho. I thought it was hilarious. Because you think about it, it's it's so funny to go back and look at all the youngins, even Brock Lesnar. And you think about where they're at now. Like, jeez. This seemed like so many moons ago. And he was, he was pretty terrible. <laughs> That's that's, that's really all I can say. He's, yeah. he's, pretty, he's pretty bad. So, uh, Brock Lesnar is backstage with Paul Heyman, and they run into Kurt Angle, and I was just like, huh, my, how the times have changed. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, this Kurt Angle ain't gonna get bitched out by no rookie. I'm just telling you that right now. <laughs> I mean, I tell you that right now. I mean, Kurt Angle get bitched out today by Lesnar, but I'm just saying, sure. you know, back then. No, so I, I, I like how, because, uh, you know, he respects Brock Lesnar, and Brock Lesnar won the King of the Ring, so he has a shot at the Undisputed Champion at SummerSlam. So if it was going to be Kurt Angle, you know, he'd let him know he's ready for it. But uh, Kurt Angle said, yo, one of the greatest lines said, it ain't going to be the summer of Brock. It's going to be all year Angle. <laughs> all year Angle. You damn skip me, all right? Gosh. You damn skip me. And I, I, I'm sitting there, and it almost brought a tear to my eye, because I'm sitting there thinking... <laughs> I'm sitting there thinking, like, where the fuck is this angle today? I, I, it, it, he, he, it went with his neck. I'm like, you probably. Like, this Kurt Angle slipping over his words. He's always on his cell phone. He's sweating through his shirts. Like, Kurt. <laughs> I'm sorry. He can't keep his yeah, knees straight. Yeah, yelled at by Stephanie. Yeah, like, I'm like, Kurt getting bitch. I'm like, I what? happened back in the day, too. I said, what? He was getting yelled at by Stephanie back in the day, too, so yeah. there ain't no difference. Yeah, well, I mean, he, he was doing other things than Stephanie back in the day, too. What? <laughs> But then, uh, so we have a match between RVD, who's Intercontinental Champion, takes on uh, Brock Lesnar. And this is... Uh, I just want to say, I'm so glad that they changed commentators for this match, for, this, for the rest okay, of the yes, night. Because, yeah, yeah. So, oh, yeah, yeah. So what happened was, okay, so before we had the whole formation of Raw and SmackDown, we had the SmackDown, Michael and Taz do the first half, and the Jerry King Lawler and Jim Ross do the second half of this... Uh, uh, broadcast. So then, this is when they switched over, and they did the second, the second half of the pay per view, and uh, this was a very stiff matchup. Mm-hmm. Now, once again, I seen SummerSlam 2002, so RVD had the championship, so I already knew RVD uh, had the championship. The question was, how did he keep it? Because I didn't see the match, 
And I was like, how did he keep? Because Brock Lesnar was on a tear in 2002. <laughs> I mean, even the hardest with the hardest chair shots ever could not keep Lesnar down. I, I want to know, does Lesnar still call, call the hardest and be like, I'm going to fuck you up when I see you from them chair shots like 15 years ago? <laughs> because Dump Jones was like hard in the Ken Shamrock chair shots. But this match was a very brutal. First of all, this is back when Brock Lesnar could actually wrestle a whole match. When I'll be suplex this was NCAA Brock Lesnar. And I just love the power they had over RVD. RVD tries to go for a moonsault outside the ring. Lesnar catches him, gives what gives him a hard power slam. RVD is like legitimately kicking Brock Lesnar in his face. Like eat all this. And I, as um RVD goes for a beautiful five star frog splash from like almost the, the length of the ring. The referee is counting, and Paul Ham pulls the referee out the ring. And you know what, fellas? It's a disqualification. Because that's what happens when you pull the referee out uh, during a matchup. Whatever happens... Is it? To the- exactly. Could have fooled me. Exactly. Because you know what? That don't happen today anymore. I could pull Mike Kyoto and his elbow pad out the ring, and nothing happens. <laughs> and... Okay, yeah, and so nothing, nothing happens at all. So I'm just like, okay, well, it's good to see this disqualification happen that way where Paul Heyman happens, and then all of a sudden, Charles Robinson, Lil Nate, it started to beat up on Paul Heyman, and I was like, <laughs> I mean, dumb punches look worse than Shane's punches. They did, but just to have him start beating up on Paul Heyman, I thought it was great. And then hey, after the matchup, take your shit. Yes, after the matchup, uh, they uh was it Lesnar brings in a chair. And gives RVD a yeah. five on a chair, and that looked like it. He gave sucked. him a suplex first from the top. He gave, yeah, hold up, cause he gave him a suplex, but he took the whole chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right. He ate the whole chair, but he got the F five, and RVD like that don't like it sucked. And uh, so that was the matchup. Your, your guys' thoughts on that matchup? Uh, I mean, I, oh, you look, go first. Okay, it was, it was all right. Uh. It was nice to see uh, young Lesnar, cause, cause, cause I don't know where he at now. So, suplex people, um, we'll see him at SummerSlam. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, it was good to see Paul Heyman more active too. Like I forgot how active he was back then versus just being a mouthpiece. So it was, it was funny seeing like, like the ECW Paul Heyman with the ponytail. I'm like, oh my god, this is, this is ridiculous, man. And then, um. Yeah, but besides that, like the match was very okay. How about you, Primetime? I mean, I thought it was straight. I mean, I just like I like how Brothers needs to wrestle with, like, because every move he do is like a power move. Like the ring feel like it's about to shake, and you know all the power moves. Yesterday, I just like like his style compared to now, of course. But yeah, very you know, very the match intense. Match is good in my eyes. I like when I see that kind of Brock Lesnar. I just think of all the dream matches I could have had. With him, and I'm just like, it, it's so many things he could do today if he just wrestled like that. Would be great. But uh, I think now was the the Triple H promo uh, after this match, before this match, or was it after the Booker T Big Show match? It was. I think well, after this, it was after the Brock match. It was uh, when he when the when Triple H said he's gonna sign his divorce papers. No. Okay. Well. All right. Yeah. Yeah. The promo. Yeah. It was the promo about him signing his divorce papers. That little backstage segment. Okay. And then. 
and then it was Booker T. Well, next up, in my personal opinion, was the sleeper match of the card. And that was Booker T taking on the Big Show from the uh, fallen NWO in a no disqualification match after Big Show chokes him to the tail. Because you know why? That's good storytelling. If somebody chokeslams me through the announce table and start using cheers on me, I don't want to go and have a one-on-one regular lockup match with them. Let's say we get a no disqualification. <laughs> that, that's what I liked about, loved about 2002 was those little small details, they pay attention to storytelling. And it made sense. So it's like, why would, how can Booker T uh, outmatch the big show like in storyline sense on a one-on-one match make it a notice qualification you chose me to do a table there should be no rules so uh, we in this match and uh, once again Booker T in 2002 is over as hell mm-hmm. Booker T had the Hungry Man commercial and uh, Booker T was just like hot like everybody was chanting Booker T, there were sucker signs, there were spinning Rooney signs all in the crowd. This man was a hot commodity in 2002. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, one spot which uh, Q-Flow was texting me on, which I was like, yo, I didn't think, I never seen that before. It got, once again, I never seen the undercard of Vengeance. And uh, Big Show is right there on the announce table. The stuff is cleared off. Booker T cut off the other announce table. And Booker T gives Big Show a scissors kick through the announce table. <laughs> I ain't never seen no shit. I, I never seen no shit like that ever. And then uh, when we get back into the ring, Booker T gives Big Show another scissors kick and pulls out the Houston hangover. When have we... like? That's old school because... Uh, <laughs> Booker Houston T. Hangover, oh my yeah, god. Yeah, the Houston Hangover no to Big Show and pins him in a match. And I mean, the crowd just erupts. He starts throwing his gloves and he hits the spin of Rudy. I'm like, the man was like, like I mean, really was on fire at that time. So, uh, Q-Flo, I know you had a lot to say about this match. So, your thoughts on that matchup? I honestly think th- that match was lit to me. Like, it was crazy. Like, for, like... <laughs> He, he says I kicked him through a table. I'm like, yo, where are spots like this anymore? Like, yes, creative my spot. My God. And I'm sitting here like, yo, like, Booker T really squashed the big show. Like, I don't, like, I can't, I, I vaguely remember the <laughs> big surprised show. surprised by that? Yes. <laughs> In 2002, yes, show. I will say that. Yes, it's the big show. Like, and I'm sitting here like, I don't remember the big show getting any offense. And like, if he did, cool. I don't remember. Cause all I remember is is Booker T whooping his ass, bad. I mean, like, bad. The, the offense I remember him getting was um when uh he punched the chair out of Booker T's hands. Yeah. He had yeah. To okay. Chair. Yeah, but but Booker T dominate dominate that matchup, and uh, he was hot. Right. I heard like like I had missed the Houston Hangover the first time, so I, like I heard it like Houston Hangover. I'm like, wait, Houston what? And I rewinded mm-hmm. it. I had to rewind it. I'm like, this dude is doing Mortal Kombat front flips, leg drops. Like, oh, God, I'm this moves like this, man. I was, I was, I was in an uproar watching this match, man. <laughs> Just because it was Booker T, I was, I was erupting with the crowd, man. Exactly. Oh my God, it was, yeah, I, I liked it. I liked. This, it. I this was, is this I is the reason why Booker T is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Uh, prior time, your thoughts on the matchup? I 
thought for uh, no disqualification match, this match was actually pretty good. And because of the, you know the the scissors kick spot, we get spots like that that we never even see, even in the no holds barred, all dangerous, yeah. whatever supposed to be match. But you know, you it, know, we don't we get that. It's creative though because it's like it's like when, when AJ Styles has the phenomenal form through the announce table. It, it, that's the kind of spot it feels to be like moves that you never thought would be used through an announce table is being mm-hmm. used and I like that yeah that oh my god so, I, might, I might go watch that match again man. oh yeah I mean shit I would <laughs> I know I, I gotta show Lady Sketch cause Lady Sketch didn't get a chance to see the match that's the only match she oh, didn't get a chance man. to see on the uh, on the card yeah I'm kind of upset about that that, that match was lit, yeah. That match was lit. <laughs> and you know, I, I want to just fast forward real quick. So they were they were in the back interviewing uh Booker, Booker T because you know obviously he had the whole fallout uh, from the NWO. So beating the Big Show was kind of like you know his revenge. And then I'm listening to him and Goldust and then <laughs> Goldust nasty ass freak. Uh, talking about playing play with their joysticks. That was just too much, bro. Like yeah. really, can't 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 do that no more. Hey, and no. uh. So, but when, when Booker T was doing the, can you dig that? And walked away. You heard the whole crowd say, sucker. He comes up and says, sucker. I was just like, my God, was he hot. And I'm like. Oh, man, listen. I was right with him. What you mean? He was the five-time five. Uh, five-time. <laughs> five-time. Five-time. I'll tell you, Booker T was great in the ring, great in the mic. I'll tell you, he was so hot in 2002 and in 2003. And then we just had one person to thank for, you know, Extinguishing that flame, mm-hmm. but yeah. Speaking of things, I'm sorry. That, I, y'all, I was about to say I don't get it. Who who did it? Oh my god! Oh. Really? Are you playing? Well, I'm so serious. Well, I'm so uh, serious. Well, well, no, don't worry. I tell him because it was the guy that came out next for this promo, and that was Triple H. Triple H. <laughs> oh boy! The Reign of Terror. Have you ever heard of the Reign of Terror? I have not. The re- oh, oh my hold on. god! Side note: Here's what I'm gonna do. Here's what I'm gonna do for you, Q Flow, because you know the. Re- a1 wrestling fan right here. What you need to do is go on Wrestling with Regret and type in Reign of Terror. And he gives you a whole video breakdown of Triple H's Reign of Terror, which lasted from September of 2002 all the way to Sep- uh, Wrestle- no, Vengeance 2005. Hell no. What? <laughs> Oh, yeah, no. The reign of terror lasted from two September two thousand two oh, to Vengeance two thousand five. I thought you was about to say like three two thousand five. No. Hell yeah. no! Oh, I got it. That's where all the memes of Triple H being the burying machine come from. Mm-hmm. Exactly, from the likes of RVD, Chris Jericho, Booker T, Goldberg, <laughs> but T, uh, Randy Orton, Chris Benoit, Shawn Michaels. Kane, eh, look, they all fall in that whole reign of terror. The only one that made it out of the reign of terror was Batista. He must have been beating that coochie up. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm going to check that out. I feel like I'm going to be pissed when I oh, watch yeah, so that. Why, uh, uh, I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah. He makes it, he, he's, he does a very entertaining video. But the reign of terror, yeah, definitely watch that whole thing. From September 2002 to June of 2005 is when that whole thing lasts. It was like... Fucking three years. <laughs> it was a lot. So, um, but yeah, Triple H comes out to the ring to announce what show he's gonna be on. Then Eric Bishop, I'm back. I love that song. It was good to hear that song. Yeah, and then uh, Stephanie comes out with her remix Little Kim song. So, okay, is this like a network dub or was that actually her song? That was a that, that was a slight that was network dub. No, 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 because if, okay. if 
the, they changed the beat uh, just a little bit. They still kept the lyrics and everything, mm-hmm. but they slightly changed the beat from the original one. I enjoy and, that song more than the one she has now. What, you don't like the Queen Dom? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I, mean, they can't I see wish it. y'all could see my face. So, uh, tri- <laughs> so Eric Bischoff was telling Triple H, you, you know, you need to uh, sign with Raw. Uh, and then Stephanie saying, you know, I, even though we're going to do a divorce, Triple H knows we know what's best for business. And besides, you and Eric Bischoff, you, you talked about him when he was terrorizing in WCW and said he would never <laughs> make it. <laughs> yeah, she did. She implied it. She just said. She, uh, uh, she implied it. You're right. She yes. saved Yeah, so. Terrorizing. She said, John Paul Exactly. So, uh, Triple H decides <laughs> to go with SmackDown. And then, good old your boy, Shawn Michaels, comes out. And uh, Shawn Michaels, I, I didn't see you watch Shawn Michaels on one time, but this uh, you a lie because I was sitting there singing the song. Okay, singing the song. I didn't know Why you watched it. There? But uh, Shawn Michaels comes out, and I Ab- always pay attention when Shawn Michaels comes out. I understand. Thanks. When, when, <laughs> when Shawn Michaels came out, I, uh, everybody was kind of surprised because he was doing a little NWO thing, and then it broke down. He wasn't wrestling at this time. We don't get his first match until uh, SummerSlam 2002. SummerSlam, yeah. So okay, so you know, so. When he said the NWO is basically over, was that like the official announcement that it was over? That yeah, was the official announcement though because Big Show just got okay, his okay. A- Big Show just got his ass kicked. X Pac is on all the drugs. Kevin Nash tore Kevin another Nash quad. <laughs> yep. Yes, and Scott Hall was fired from the plane ride from hell. There it is. Okay. So <laughs> with all the drugs. Yeah. So that that ended the NWO, but Sean was just like floating in limbo. He said, "But look, how about we?" can go here on Raw and make this guy's life a living hell like DX style again. So Triple H decides to go to Raw instead of going to SmackDown. However, it's all part of storyline Q. So if you watch Raw the next night, it's when Triple H turns on Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. So, That's messed up. So this weird line up. that Eric Bischoff says at the end is just so cringy. Which one, which one are you talking about? It's like the difference between me and you. I, I have testicles. testicles. I have testicles. I thought it was just me. I was like, bro, that was hella weird. Like, who wrote that? <laughs> like, who's oh, trust that? Trust me, it gets worse the next night. Oh, yeah, that was SmackDown. It gets worse on SmackDown. Oh, it does get uh, everything. Remember, 2002 was the birth of HLA. Oh, wait a minute. Question, question. Because yeah. now that I think about it, I think I've seen that segment. So when when Sean, when, when Trips betrayed Sean that next night. That's when The Rock came out and was addressing Brock Lesnar, right? Yes. Well, okay. yeah, that's when he came out making fun of Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I think I've seen that. Pro- I, didn't think, I didn't think to connect it together, yeah, though. Cause because, once again, that says it for the greatest SummerSlam of all time, as it's been dubbed. So, because that, that, that show with Shawn Michaels Roger SummerSlam was everything. Uh, that gets an A for that bitch alone. Um, moving on, so we get a tag team match for the tag team championships because you know the tag team match got to be so close to the main event. I wonder why. Oh, I'll tell you why. It's because your boy Hulk Hogan and Edge is taking on the team of the Un-Americans, Christian and Lance Storm. Now, now, known in okay, so Edge so, and who versus who? <laughs> so, so, um. 
Was this a remix too? A remix dub with Hogan's theme song? Yes. Yeah. You could tell? Yep. Okay. Yep. No, no, because I was like, maybe, I was like, maybe he had it at one point, then they changed it. No. This the was, or something, but, this yeah. was all remix. This was not the Jimmy, the Jimmy Hendrix version verbatim. It was not. By no means. And then they gave the edge that never gonna stop me, never gonna stop me. Yeah, that, 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 that don't fit. That Rob That's that Rob Zombie, yeah. Yeah, I did not like that era edge doing that I song. I hated that song. I was like, go back to the, you know, you think you know me shit. I'm like, no, I'm sorry. I can't I can't do that that song at all. I like his, I like the song he has now. Like, yes, yes, yes. I, I like that's song. the song. On I this like. day, I'm cool with that. Uh, yeah. So... Edge needed a partner to go against, obviously, his quotation marks brother, Christian, on the 4th of July episode. And what a more American patriotic man to come out and answer that challenge was Hulk Hogan. So they won the tag Because he has to have a championship. Exactly. Why not? Mm-hmm. 2002. You're not old at all. So it's. Uh, so he <laughs> wins the tag team champions with Edge. And the, the other. Disappointment. Hogan's on his face. Like, why am I doing this program? Because he's, he's, you know, everybody's beneath me. Uh, this matchup was not really that great to me because no, number one, did y'all just see the no sell Hogan did for everybody in that matchup? I mean, that's all his yeah. <laughs> And I was just like, he said, "Fuck you, Christian," which I know ladies can agree on. Then yeah. he he said, "Fuck you, Lance Stone." You know, he's trying to be serious for a moment, and. I was just like, why is this even happening? And, and then when Hogan did take offense, like the, the super kick by Lance on the outside, it looked terrible. Like H- Hogan collapsing, just taking these moves, it was just it just looked bad. So Edge finally comes in, and uh, Jericho comes out of nowhere, hits Edge with the title belt, and uh, they pick up the win. The Un-Americans are the new tag team champions, which later on down the year, Christian and Jericho will become the tag team champions, and they will have an awesome-ass program with Booker T and Goldust. That's I like how uh, JR was slipping out. Though. Was huh. that that era? Was that that era when um they flipped the coin for Lita and Trish? I believe. No, that's 2003. Okay. That's when you you was watching when Goldberg came in, just knocking out Evolution. That was 2003. Yeah. No, th- okay. th- this is the one where they had a great tag team story. I, I'm gonna repeat this for you: a great tag team storyline. <laughs> where it, it was Jericho and Christian and Booker T and uh, Goldust and where they finally and they, and they had like a, a triumphant story when Goldust and Booker T actually won the tag team champions it was a great storyline and they've been okay. playing it for like six months I'm just like whatever happened to tag team stories I like that the only other storyline we've seen like that was New Day and Usos Right, but it's still but, yeah but I mean it was still like more of a storyline full of matches this one was a storyline full of Goldust said that he was good enough for Booker T. <laughs> yeah, so that made it great. But yeah, so the Un-Americans won the uh, tag team titles, and Hogan is all mad. The ref like almost whooped his ass in the corner because he he's mad. He counted three, dude, and he was a uh, showing. He was showing everybody, hey, he got hit to hit with the championship. It wasn't me that got pinned. I should at least have the belt. My so, God. <laughs> oh my goodness. So. People's thoughts on the Hogan match. This piece of shit. I'm sorry. Let me, my, let me talk about my urban youth Hulk Hogan real quick. Oh, <laughs> my bad. My bad. Uh, nah. Um, first of all, I was confused 
Because I didn't even know they were a tag team. I, that's why I was glad they showed that video package. Because I'm like, Edge and Hogan. I'm like, first of all, isn't Edge Canadian as well? Like, I don't get... <laughs> exactly. This is, I'm, like, I don't, I'm like, I don't get it. What's going on? Like, I was very confused. But I just decided to go with it. I'm like, all right. Every show has bad booking at least one time. So, whatever. I'm glad they showed that video package, though. Because I'm sitting here like, where the, where the hell did Hogan come from? Like... This is the last person I expected to see in the ring that night when I was watching this. So, um, yeah. I, I, I kind of figured where it was going to go with with Hogan not selling and all that. Um, I didn't expect Jericho to come out to interfere. Like, that's the only part that caught my caught my attention. Because I, I just figured Hogan was going to win. I'm like, all right, well, it's Hogan. Like, he, <laughs> he's going to win. So, when Jericho came out, I was like, oh, there is a twist. So yeah, okay. That that's it. That that's all I got. Yeah, cause I'm just saying, cause if Hogan was gonna lose, they ain't gonna be clean. Mm-hmm. Doesn't he like get the title the next, the next, the, in the same year or something? No, no, no. Remember, when does Hogan he, get the title? Remember, Hogan got the title at Backlash. Had a horrible match with Undertaker at Judgment Day 2002. He took the worst choke slam ever. <laughs> no, not being sarcastic. He took. The, I know. I seen it. I everybody, seen it. go back and look at the Undertaker. Choke slams Hulk Hogan at Judgment Day 2002, and that is the absolute worst choke slam in history. Mm-hmm. Hogan was not, by, and Hogan was not taking it. <laughs> oh no, it was the. I, and I, I'm mad at him. He's like, oh fuck this man. So, yes, yeah, so that that was his whole championship run, and it was over. And he was doing mid card stuff. Lesnar came, uh, beat him up, spit on him, and Hogan was out. Destroyed Hulk Hogan. Jesus. Yeah. So, uh, Brock Lesnar destroyed Hulk Hogan. Oh yes, Brock Lesnar destroyed Hulk Hogan, spit on Hulk Hogan, and left Hulk Hogan. That's trash, but thank God that he was just gone. Yes, oh, he destroyed him on SmackDown. He destroyed him on cable television. Everybody saw that ass whooping. Everybody saw that ass whooping. Oh, by the way, there was a moment in the match where Tess came out and Rotisha came out. We came out with that back that ass shirt with ass cheeks on the back of the the shirt. Back of the shirt, no sir. No, we will not. Oh, okay, yeah. this shirt. Yeah. I don't care what year it was. Vince. It's never appropriate. It never is. It really isn't. Um, main event time, which is uh, Eric Bischoff tries to get Kurt Angle to come to Raw before his matchup, but uh, Kurt Angle, you know, is focused on uh, trying to win, and Stephanie McMahon got everybody worried by saying she's going to take the heart of Raw. She's going to rip. She's going to rip. I'm sorry. She, she's going to. She's going to. She's going to uh, rip it. Yeah, so, me we got a triple threat match. We got uh, The Rock taking on Kurt Angle and The Undertaker. Now, once again, me and Lady Sketch always argue about this, but I hated this Undertaker. <sighs> All right. I wasn't the biggest fan of The Big Evil Undertaker, but I loved American Badass Undertaker. Like, just the, the gimmick overall. I loved it. Well, I mean, this was the first version of American Bass, but this is his heel version. I said overall. Uh-huh. That's why I said overall. I wasn't, you know, super. So, oh. so uh, also, yeah, by the way, I'm showing Lady Sketch the worst choke slam ever. No, no, <laughs> no. I'm, show, I'm showing the worst choke slam ever. Are you kidding me? Oh, that sounds bad. Yeah, it sounds. Yeah, he, no, yeah, it looks. <laughs> if I had the chance, I swear I would kick Hulk Hogan, Terry Bollea, all his alter egos in the face. Each one. I just something's wrong with him. 
So, so yeah. Um, I'm not gonna put you over, dude. Not at all, but I'm Joey. In life. But so we got this uh, all triple threat match. This is a uh, uh, the Rock, you know, still Slim Rock. This before he became all muscular skyscraper Rock. This is, and then we have a uh, Kurt Angle and uh, an awesome triple threat match for the undisputed championship. And now, in my my personal opinion, look, I'm sorry, the the out of shapeness of the Undertaker showed in this matchup when I saw them kickouts. There were a couple Ooh, times laziness. when Undertaker did not get that shoulder up, and the referee just like fell on his arm, just like, see, this is this is the problem with that, this big evil Undertaker. Which, by the way, we are getting in two K nineteen. So, I mean, hey. Oh wow. <laughs> I mean, we are. I'm like, you know, it's, it's, I, I don't mind using big evil Undertaker. <laughs> At all, so um, yeah, Q. Make sure you check out that choke. So I know Pronto just send it. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm gonna check it out. So uh, oh, somebody said on the com- on the comments that they took it out on the network. Yeah, <laughs> they couldn't bear to have their hero. Yeah, it looks so horrible. Look terrible. Um, so the match is pretty good, back and forth action, and it really picks up at the end where first of all everybody is stealing. Everybody's finishing move. The Rock does not do a good choke slam. The Rock does not do a good sharpshooter. The Rock just does not do good moves that are not his. There it is. He really doesn't. First of all, the Rock. Everybody that ankle lock, bro. Oh, sh- oh. rough. The Rock. A- a- exactly. The, the ankle lock was, was was not good at all. And I'm just right. like, first of all, why in the rock. hell did The Rock choke him? Until- when The Rock chokes him, until- it reminded me of the hurricane doing the hurricane choke. <laughs> and I'm just like. That didn't happen. That should never be a name. And move. I mean, The Rock had a ill widow's peak when he had hair. I actually kind of like a better ball now. I think that's why he shaved his head. It's gotta be. It wasn't because it was cute. It was he was just that hair had to go. Oh, uh, this is back when the Undertaker. Sometimes you just gotta let it go. Exactly. This is back when Undertaker was hitting all types of last rides because you know he could. But it said now instead of being over on the on the top rope in the corner and just you know <laughs> hit him that way. Uh, Yo, that that angle slam he did, that guy, he's so tall. I'm like, man, that's a long drop. <laughs> it's like he ran out of breath in the middle of it, though. Is it? <laughs> it was a lot. Rock was catching a lot of air in this match. It, it, it was not, not as much air as Big Evil. Big Evil was catching. Big Evil was catching all the air in this matchup, but then finally, uh, Kurt. Uh, wait, hold on. Rock hit a rock bottom on Kurt Angle. And Undertaker could not get there in time. And The Rock is the new undisputed champion. And it's going on to SummerSlam to face Brock Lesnar. Q-Flow, your thoughts on the triple threat match? This is a very good match. Um, besides the, the lazy spots, I, I really didn't mind. Like it was, I haven't seen The Rock wrestle a lot. Except for these weird-ass random appearances he, he's been making. So it was good to see like like Young Rock in the ring. Oh, um, um, I'm trying to think. Kurt was was that was that was that wrestling machine Kurt or wrestling? No. no, we don't get wrestling machine Kurt till about uh, 2005 2006. This was oh, okay. Kurt Angle just stopped wearing his wig last month because <laughs> oh wow he just got his head shaved. So. He was still a great athlete, but this was he, he just got his head shaved and he had a match with Hulk Hogan and Hulk Hogan took the wig off and Angle was a revealed ball and that's what happened. Oh, okay. No, but no, we're but, not wrestling machine. But I mean, this was, it, well, I mean, this was still a good ass Kurt. Like, like he 
man, like, he pulled the straps down. I'm like, oh, we getting serious? You until damn I know, I know, I ain't know we was getting. I ain't know we was that close to the end of the match, though, when he pulled the straps down. I'm like, oh, I wish he had yeah, that's, that, that should get you a sign. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, no, nah, it was it was good. I mean, I, I didn't like, uh, I don't like American Badass Taker, so, you know, whatever. But still, I, I really enjoyed this match. Like, I, it was a couple times I had to rewind a couple spots. And then um, the whole thing with, with everybody still in moves was hilarious to see. It's always funny to see wrestlers steal each other moves. Yeah, I, I To agree. me, at least. Ex- except when I see The Rock steal shit. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> I, I ain't never seen a wrestler who cannot do a, a, any other move but his moves. The Rock can't do an ankle lock. The Rock can't do a choke slam. The Rock can't do an angle slam. The Rock can't do a stunner. The Rock now, just Rock, Rock can't do a sharpshooter. Rock can't just can't do. He will do it. Doesn't mean it's gonna be pretty, but he does it. Cause bro, that ankle lock is trash. I'm sorry. That ankle lock was trash. Uh, it will. Uh, let's get your final thoughts on on the main event. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, I Undertaker was lazy. That was my big my biggest thing. And uh, even still, I still think that all the childrens of today should go back and watch this match. Though everybody doesn't think that Kurt Angle is just a bitch who gets bitched out every week on And Rome. he doesn't suck. <laughs> oh, God. And so that people can see that The Rock did actually wrestle at one point. He didn't just act in movies. And that Undertaker really had, um, you know, he had some, something left in the tank. And he's just not, he's not just the Undertaker we've seen in the last five years or so. At WrestleMania because Jesus Christ, but it was still it was good overall. I enjoyed it. Besides the flaws we've already mentioned, exactly. So guys, uh, final grade for Vengeance. I'm giving Vengeance an A minus. I really enjoyed this pay per view. Minus, you know, I had to get the minus I did because Hogan was going to put nobody over. Uh, Q flow, flow the rookie. Your final grade. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it an A, just because like like the nostalgia trip it took me on. Uh, 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 asshole Jerry the King Lawler. I'm yes. seeing Michael Cole and Taz. I'm like, oh my mm-hmm. god, I ain't see that. I ain't see that commentary team in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, that's what I wanted to see. <laughs> you got, you got, you got. We we had to. We forgot the little the little quick promo with with uh Tory Wilson and Dormer. Yes, we forgot about that <laughs> at, at the world. Arguing, <laughs> arguing, <laughs> arguing about who won the Golden Thong Award. I'm like. Yes. And first of what? all, first of all, both of them are some hot women. Dawn Marie just straight up freak nasty. I was just like, wow, this is how we use our women back in the day. That's why that restaurant closed down. Jerry, Jerry the King, all this stuff. So show me your butt. Like I'll, I'll judge you. Like, oh my god. He said, yeah, sure, show me the ass. I'm like, bruh. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed the nostalgia trip it took me on. Um. So yeah, I'm, I'm giving it an A. I'm, I'm giving it an A. Prime time. I'll give it a B plus or A minus. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty good show. Reasonings, you know, kind of like. Oh, well, me. I mean, <laughs> we talked about the stuff. I like, you know, I like, I like the main event. Obviously, that brought it up real high. The sleeper of big show, Booker T, brought it up. And the Hogan match. Well, we ain't got to talk about that. But uh, everything else in the crowd was more likely, you know, normal, straight, average, to good. Gotcha. Main event brought it up. And uh, Lady Sketch? Uh, I'm also going to give it an A-. minus. Uh, I enjoyed it overall. There was only maybe one match where it was just like, eh. 
And also, I had to suffer through um, Hulk Hogan and Christian on my screen at some point, so... Do you really not like Christian? I do not like Christian. Never did. <laughs> never did, bro. It's like who's you don't like Captain is? Charisma? I never like none of Christian's personas at all. Never liked them. I just always was just like, bro, why? Like Edge could just be out here by himself for all of this. He don't need a That's fucking fair. shadow. He was. He might. He might as well been the Miz and Damian Sandow. Don't give wow. Christian that much credit. <laughs> He could just come mm. out and be his stunt double. Well, don't worry. He went over to he went over to TNA, became champion. That's great <laughs> for him. Good, good for him. Prancha got a shirt of him. Kill switch. Oh. Uh. <laughs> so, guys, that ends the retro review this week, and uh, uh thank you guys for for asking us to did, watch. Vendor. Did any of you guys um? Sorry to interrupt, but did any of you guys like follow up on it? What you mean? Like. Watch the next Raw SmackDown. I mean, I no, know. and I wanted to. I wanted oh to. Oh my gosh! Okay, you know, because when you stop it, it's, it just went straight to Avengers 2003. So I started watching Avengers 2003. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh yeah, that was one of the worst. I'm just saying because it was actually kind of eventful. Huh? I said it was kind of eventful. No, no. Like, here's the thing, though. Anything in 2002, I can watch straight through. So I can yeah. watch all the Raws and SmackDowns leading in in, in 2002 and watch. I I can like literally just binge watch 2002 and uh you know be good with it. So yeah, I do I, I do like kind of catch up on the stuff like that. I do recommend if y'all try to catch up with 2002. It doesn't matter what preview you put on. Just put on 2002 and it's it's, it's great. SmackDown Six is one of the most awesome things that ever happened in that year. So I'm gonna do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, Q. Right I now, got some, but, yeah, I'm gonna do that. For our next show, SummerSlam is coming up, and we do have a request, and that is SummerSlam 1996. Oh. 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 God. Because that would have just went so well. It would have went so well. I mean, we could still do SummerSlam 2002 because we did like a shitload of WrestleManias. Mm -hmm. So how about this? We got a request for SummerSlam 1996. Everybody knows how great 2002 is, so we're going to talk about SummerSlam 2002, which they also have a whole segment for Nidia has the makeout contest. Y'all remember that? Yeah. No. Yo, oh. You don't? Oh. Yo, I, I didn't. So, I started. I started. Jamie, after, I started watching after this time. Jamie Noble was like, "Get it, get it, get it, get it good." They was at they was at the World in Times Square, and Nidia was calling up these guys. And she was having a makeout contest to see who can who can make out with her the best. But she dead ass should have got mine. She d dead all the way. So I'm saying, I'm surprised his tongue still stay in place. And I was like, so um, okay, so how about this? How about everybody pick a summer Sam? So we got 2002 and 1996. So let let's do two more so we can have one for every weekend in August. Does anybody have any suggestions? Uh, 92. Not fair. I was about to say, if you say 95, I'll, kick, I'll punch you right in your chest all the way from Philly. Nah, 92. <laughs> okay, 92 is a good one because that's uh, Bret Hart and Bulldog, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That Wembley State, yes. We, okay. Okay. We, we need a bad one. <laughs> you, want a, you want a bad one? Are you Don't, sure? Yeah. yeah, you want to have to yeah. do that? Jeez. I mean, well, I mean it'd, be easy, it'd, be, it'd be fun to roast. This is true. Uh, okay, so if you want a bad one, let's do... Oh, God. Oh God. I'm going deep now. 
don't know what 2008. No, well, I was about to say like 2006. I'm just throwing numbers out there. No, well, first, no, I first, I do not want to do 2008 at all. I'm just, I, I I don't even want to go look through that shit. I don't even want to look at some say 2008. Uh, Is that bad? To, for me, there's only one good oh, yeah. match on that card. Yeah. It's a one-match show. Honestly... <laughs> Cena broke his neck. That's the only probably highlight. I would say... Uh, we could do SummerSlam 2006. Uh, we have to figure that out. Anybody else got one? Nobody. Nope. I was going to say 2006. I but, but but see, but this one got the come on, Q. I'm gonna sell it for you. Mick Foley versus Ric Flair. I quit match. Jesus. Oh boy. Yes. That's, oh boy. The overbooked tag team match. DX versus the McMahons. Oh lord. Batista versus Wait, King was that, Booker. Was was that one King Booker? Yes. King. Oh, I'm here for King Booker. I'm here for King Booker. Edge versus uh John Cena for Cena. the championship. Oh, okay, well, Andre Great Khali was moved. Thank God. Oh uh, no. We 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 also had a what was the other match? Oh, Hulk Hogan versus the Legend Killer Randy Orton. We had the best one, of the best RKO's up until. That was that was that was your favorite RKO, right? Until until I seen the one at WrestleMania 31. But yeah, when he Hulk Hogan, when he RKO Hulk over that, yeah, yeah, over the that was good. I seen that one. Yeah. That was hilarious. That was hilarious. That's gotta be in the video package. Yeah, you gotta watch that one. So yeah, so okay, how about we do this? 96 was the request. Oh, 2002 was, was considered the best one, especially that's when Rey Mysterio debuts. Yeah. In 2002. My good smelling short boo. Yes. Rey Mysterio comes in 2002. We get that awesome Triple H Shawn Michaels unsanctioned match. We get the awesome main event of the Rock Brock Lesnar. We get the Nidia Makeout Contest. We get RVD with long hair in an awesome match with Benoit. The only match that really sucked to me in SummerSlam 2002 was what Undertaker versus Test was it? I was like Undertaker versus Test. Oh god, yeah. That sounds like a very slow. Because Test was in the un was it anti-Americans, un-Americans, un-Americans, yeah, the un-Americans. You know, Taker was uh the patriot of the of the storyline. Right. It was all stupid because he just lost the title. He should go before go back for the title. But it's all right. Whoever whoever requested 1996, thanks because I was four years old and I don't know nobody in that. Okay, but <laughs> look, Vader. You're right. Vader and Shawn Michaels was a great main event, and then they also had the first ever boiler room brawl between Undertaker and Mankind. See, you know those people. All right, yeah, I know those people. I'm, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. all right, okay. So we're we're gonna do that for in honor of SummerSlam, and we're gonna have a uh. One one a week, and you know what? I I don't know. I may just put some of them up on YouTube. Is that four? What ninety six two thousand two? Let's see ninety two ninety six two thousand two two thousand six. I missed ninety two. Isn't that some shit? <laughs> ninety two ninety six two thousand two two thousand six. All right, fair enough. So guys, oh, wow, all right. Make sure you guys check us out on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, Speaker, and iTunes for uh the retro podcast. If I decide to put them up uh, for just for in honor of SummerSlam I will do that on the channel as a retro pay-per-view and everything like that but I'll have a pocket this is, these are mostly podcast shows so once again uh, check out Spacious Productions as well check out the Market Dark Show check out the No Gimmicks Enid Podcast and Nerdgasm Talk and make sure you guys um, 
Stay tuned for our future podcast that we do have coming up. So once again, this is NC and Place to Be. Show Tony Mustaine and D. Uh, not Deion Sanders, but prime time. All right, everybody. Uh, the greatest catch lady sketch. It's been real, y'all. And the man, the myth, the reality. Q Flow, Flow the Rookie. Take it easy, everybody, and pay for your music. Exactly. Thank you. And on that, <laughs> on that note, Q Flow, take us out. To your ears, welcome to the show. We don't need any gimmicks, you already know. So sit back, relax, and hit the like button. Go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming. Swag on trivia and prompts top five. Either way, it's fun and you're hearing it live. Join with your host, Mr. A and E. Yeah, you know it's the place to be. It's in C. At Mountain Dew, we'd like to remind you that the world as we know it would not exist without the number zero. Which is why, at Mountain Dew, we'd like to recognize the number zero for making Mountain Dew Zero Sugar possible. Even with no sugar, it packs all of the bold citrus kick Dew Nation knows and loves. It's so good, you have no reason not to try it. As in zero. Get it? Crack open an ice-cold Mountain Dew Zero Sugar. It's zero sugar. All Dew.